Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And we have the one and only and awesome, Anna Kelly. How you doing, Anna? I'm awesome. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> hey, one of the things I wanted to do with you today is I want to kind of brainstorm really a metric or maybe it's better said some statistics that I've never seen tracked anywhere. So uh, let me lay it out for you. We'll get into it. Is that okay? Sounds great. So you and I have seen in the past, I know I have, and I'm sure you have as well. There's, there's lots of data about who are the buyers, right? Uh, John Burns Real Estate Consulting is where I go for the source. And I think the last time they talked about buyers, this again is very single family homes. In just a level set, last year we did 6.6 million single family home sales, about 6 million existing and about 600 new homes. Um, actually, I'll bring it up now because I, I actually wrote it down. I don't, I don't want to misquote it. So yeah, investors bought 18%. Second home buyers were roughly 8%. I rounded to make this easier math which means 74% were owner occupants, you know, roughly speaking, new and existing home sales. Those are numbers you and I have seen before, right? Yes, absolutely. So I have been increasingly thinking about the next two to three years, and I am terrified. I believe the Federal Reserve has inadvertently messed with the housing market. And what I mean is, is these lifetime low 30-year debt, some, some, many in the twos, yes. many in the threes are now an asset. And a lot of home buyers, right? The 74% are going to be frozen in place for years to come. Yes. So I'm on record saying I see a 25% crash in transactions this year and potentially 50% peak to trough, which has only been done once before. And that was in the eighties when we took rates up to 17, 18, 19%. So it has happened before. Mm. So Anna, that got me thinking, and maybe it's out there. And if there's a viewer that's seen it, I would love the data because I'm a, I'm a data junkie, but I'm like, in order for supply and demand to work Anna, we have to have a buyer and a seller. Yes. And I suddenly see a lot of non-motivated sellers, right? Oh, we, of course. So if that's true, I'm wondering myself, right? Where are the sellers going to come from? So what you see on the left hand of the screen, and I'm going to ask all my experts to just take wild guesses, and I'm going to put together a summary. But when we look over the next two years, where do we think the sellers are going to come from? Uh, yeah. Because I think it's going to be very different. Because again, I think the lion's share of, well, actually, we'll go one by one because I've never done, I haven't done this yet. You're the first expert I'm doing this with. I literally built this. I got up early. I was so excited and built this. That's awesome. Uh, no so pressure. I'm the first, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's like you got You got a free swing. I mean, this, <laughs> I'm not even sure the math works yet. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess before we get into the numbers, 
what do you think of that? I, I, again, I see a lot of frozen sellers like, nope, not going to list. I mean, why would they, right? Well, right. And, and I do think, again, and I know we've talked about this before, but maybe in case someone's like first tuning in, Michael's not saying like a crash in real estate of 25 to 25%. What he's talking about is a significant decrease in transactions Mm -hmm. and the number of properties that are actually listed for sale. Right. Um, And the point being, I think that with interest rates historically low, you are beating inflation and just owning it is making you money, you know, compared to inflation. So it's an asset um, with historically low rates that we may quite frankly, never see again, unless this coming recession is so bad that the Fed has to quickly reverse course after they crash inflation and bring rates back down. Right. But um, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of people that become suddenly not motivated to sell Um, in terms of the first line, people that don't want the house, like a second home, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of second homeowners, unless they love just having vacation rentals, Mm -hmm. values have gone so much in the second home markets, Mm -hmm. um, in the last couple of years that I've seen a lot of people sell just because the prices were so good. They couldn't not, Mm -hmm. but something just changed that a lot of people don't know. And that is that not only did interest rates go up. But Fannie and Freddie, which are the home buyer, basically government pseudo agencies that give financing on these second homes, mm-hmm. they change the rules April 1st. And they're wow. getting a price adjustment via an additional interest rate, Michael. I don't know if you've heard about this, mm-hmm. but essentially they don't want to give so much money to wealthy people who are buying investment properties and second homes. Yep. They want to shift that money to affordable housing. So not only are interest rates now, you know, four and three quarters ish, and then more on a second home, they're about to start adding an extra one to 2% on top of that to the interest rate of second homes and investment properties. A full point, a full point. Absolutely. One, two, one to two points. And so that's going to make it harder for buyers to qualify to buy a second home. Mm -hmm. Um, So you'll have a decrease in transactions there. But sellers that I know that know this, that can sell at the top while people can afford to get in with low Mm -hmm. financing, they're selling now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think as many that don't sell now end up selling later. I think they hold them for a while. Yeah. Again, again, I want to be very clear. I think this is 100% caused by the Federal Reserve. They took rates too low for too long, right? If rates were low for like a 90-day period, it would not have been enough of a pool of mortgages to change the market. Yeah. We had we had rates so low for so long that the last stat I saw from Matt, the mortgage guy, who I will talk to at 10 o'clock today, he said, and I'm hopefully quoting this right, 72% of loans residential had been recast in the last two years. That's either a purchase or a refi. That is now a market. That is the market of all markets. And this is just going to freeze people. So if you have a second home, if it is an Airbnb, if it's a beachfront property and you don't get out now, you're not going to really sell later because your price point changes, right? Because your buyer's rates are up. So significantly, yeah. So you know what I'm going to do here is do, because again, I've never done this. This is my first time. So let's actually do a plus minus percentage. So if we compare the last 12 months with the next 12 months, you're thinking, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, that you, you're thinking that this will fall 20%, 30% for you know, the last to the next. 
I was, I think, I think it falls probably 20% people who are selling second homes slash vacation rentals. And, and here's the, the kicker. If, if this um, significant rise in interest rates mm-hmm. ends us kicking us into a hard landing in a deep recession, there will be some that have to sell oh, yeah. if we'll- they lose jobs again. And so, so that number could be even greater, but I see more pe- I see less transactions by at least 20% next year from second home sellers. This is how I should do this. See, this is why I love doing this with you. Hold on, let me just make this bigger. <laughs> So this is definitely how I should do it. It's not a total because then it's hard to see. It's year on year comparisons. Okay, here we go. Yes. Okay, so we think, I just want to make sure I got this right. Comparing 2021 with call it 2023, just for clarity, that the don't want second home sellers are going to fall 20%. Right? Yes. Awesome. Okay, we're good. All right, now downsizing. Because this does happen, right? I'm a baby boomer. I've got a five bedroom, two bath house. I got my kids are gone. They have their own kids now. I don't want the big home. I want to go smaller, right? Do we think- I can tell you they're not going to do it. Exactly. And I can tell you two reasons why. Yep. I, I, and I have some family members who, are do, who, who have been doing this recently mm-hmm. and it's been harder and harder because smaller homes are actually more expensive to build now yep. than they were before. And because interest rates are going up so much, if they have to not only- trade down to a smaller property that costs them just as much exactly. as they sell their older house for, even if they had cash, if they want to finance it, their interest rates about double what they're already paying on a mortgage. Yeah, so- I mean, just, just logically speaking, right? Just logically speaking, I'm going to sell my 4,000 square foot house, move into a 2,000 square foot house and my payment's the same. Are you flipping kidding me? Absolutely. They're not going to do it. And a lot of these baby booners have been in their house for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. So they need a lot of work. Yeah. So when they're going to sell an older home that needs a lot of work, they're not getting top dollar. Then they move into something smaller that they want to be more modern. They want it to have wide floor, you know, wide hallways for wheelchairs. They want it to have updated bathrooms and nice kitchens and all of that. And you can't find anything to trade over. So already it's slowing down people going from bigger to smaller. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that, maybe those sellers drop by another 20%. Okay, perfect. I love this. This is exactly what I, I didn't feel good about it, but now I feel very good about this. All right, now how about builders? Cause they, they sell, right? Maybe they will even build more, who knows? But what do you think about builders? Do you think they actually produce more product? Dead days getting in the way, supply chain? Where do you think builders are? Are they up, down? Year to year, this is a really hard one because there's so much uncertainty right now. You know, I mean, builders, I will say this builders, if they can take the financing risk of holding properties and having the construction loans before they sell to buyers, um, and they, you know, they basically have that risk, and you have supply chain issues that continue. Builders get really nervous and especially builders of commercial property. Of course, I look at, you know, multifamily all the time. Um, a lot of them are really hurting with construction loans, with interest rates that are going up on them because they're not fixed during the whole construction period if it goes very long. So there's a lot of risk to being a builder. But at the same time, if homeowners are selling less homes Mm -hmm. and we do have a housing shortage in the United States, as long as you can charge enough um, and build a new home and sell it, there's still profit to be made there. So I think building actually goes up 
okay. from what we've seen because we've had so many houses as a percentage of what's being sold that are existing homes. Yeah. I think when fewer people sell, builders are selling more homes as a percentage of supply chain issues you know, yeah, fix, yeah. I think that's maybe reasonable. builders go up 20, 25%. All right, we'll do 25. I think that's reasonable. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, again, 20, in, in new home owners, again, they did about 600. So basically you're saying 150,000 more homes. I think that would be on the peak of what we've yeah. done before, but I definitely think they go up. I think 10% a layup. I, I could be convinced at 15 or 20. I think yeah. 25 is aggressive, but I, I'm, this is your opinion. I'm, I'm, no, I think, yeah, I'm, you know, I, yeah. And, and here's the other thing in a lot of areas, there's not a lot of newer housing stock and a lot of people have been buying, you know, buying older homes, fixing them up. I think with the cost of supplies to, to rehab and the cost of interest rates going up, mm-hmm. I think people would rather just buy new. So it might yeah. be a little aggressive, but, but I think, I think I'd sit, still say 2025. I love it. All right. How about flippers, right? They're buying junk and selling, um, Prices are up. I mean, is there any margin left? I mean, do you think, do you think we'll have less uh, exits from flippers next year? I think we have less exits from flippers next year. If if rates go up, affordability comes down. People yep. can't pay as much, and um, if you know flippers are having to pay more for their properties, margins are slimmer. Um, if rates go up, I I think maybe you see a reduction in the next year. If we don't have a recession, 10% less. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. If we have a recession, a lot less. Yeah. All right. Now we have the dreaded can't afford, right? This is foreclosures, deed and lose, short sales. We obviously had two years of forbearance. So maybe there's a, a backlog coming. Maybe this goes up huge. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there, there will certainly be, I think, more foreclosures and bad stuff happening as we clean up that pipeline. I don't think we have near as many as a lot of people think we do um, because lenders are incentivized to try to work out. Um, and a lot of people that bought houses in the last 10 years, which yeah. is longer than most people stay, yeah. have interest rates way less. And so if they wanted to you know, let their house be taken, they're not going to be able to find something smaller for the same payment. Okay. So I think less people allow it to go into foreclosure. I'm still going to say maybe you see some coming out of COVID sure, that sure. let it go, maybe increase in 10% from this year. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think that of all the numbers, I think all the, I think every other row here, it, we're in a traditional market. I think foreclosures were, again, government got in the way, stopped it. I actually think foreclosures could go up 100%, but that's only oh. because the number is so small and well, abnormally right. low. Right. Cause again, if I think it goes up hundred percent, but we did 20,000 last year. So it goes to 40,000. Right. That's a point, good yeah. We did 3.2 million in 06. So it's like, stop talking to me about percentage. I think that's one of the wacky numbers, but even again, even if it's 200%, we're nowhere close to a problem. So. Right. And I'm thinking more like historical years, but to your point, there weren't any last year. So even a small number is a much bigger percent. So maybe we say 30%. based on how low last year was. Exactly. So then we still have the must sales, right? Death, divorce, job transfers. I I think they're about the same. Yeah. I I mean, life happens, right? It's just life always happens. All right. How about investors? We've got 1031 exchanges, which both you and I have done. We've got out of some residential stuff. We also have more and more landlords are like, I'm done. Pandemic. I'm an old landlord. I own it free and clear. 
I depreciated to zero. We both know landlords that are selling out. Do you think more and more investors sell out next year or less? This is, this is a tough one. Um, I think if pricing stays high and they start to really be hit by inflation and there are markets where they don't think they can raise their rents to keep up expenses, I think more sell. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to this year though, I think yeah. it's probably about the same because there were a lot that sold this year. Yeah, for, for me, it's like, in a normal times, this is probably up. But when, again, just like foreclosures, if we're comparing to last year, I think it could be down because a lot of people I know are like, forget it, COVID's over. I can finally evict, I'm selling out. So again, if, we, if we're equal with the foreclosure line, I think this could be negative because last year was such a- But the only thing is here, here's the thing, Michael, a lot of investors also are now saying, listen, for me to go buy anything else, my interest rates higher, my prices are higher. I can't cash flow as well. I'll just keep what I have and keep updating it and keep it. Oh, for sure. Because of those low interest rates. So I know as many people are saying they're going to keep them because there's nothing else to buy and trade into as sell them. So yeah, I'll still say flat. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. And then the big, big one, the move up buyer, right? I bought a home four years ago. I have another kid now. I need more space. Um, <laughs> man, I mean, this is for Comes me down a lot. This is going to, and this oh, by the way, is the, the reason I put this last is because this is the biggest one of all these lines. I think this is, oh, dude, I think I, I really do. Yeah. I, th- I think this leads to a crash in transactions. So just, I think it comes down at least 25% from last year. Yeah. I th- if not more. If not and again, more. I'm, I'm a perfect example. You know, I bought a year and a half ago yep. at 2.6% interest. My payment on my new house, which was much more expensive than the house I left. Mm-hmm. was about a hundred dollars more a month. Yeah. You're not leaving that one. Even if, yeah. even if, yeah, it's just, yeah. And then other, I didn't know, I didn't know if we missed anything when I was, I was just threw another back bracket, bracket in there, just in case I missed something. Can you think of any other would be sellers that maybe I missed? I think they're, they're probably all lumped in the must sell. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So in, in short, if you're looking at these rows, move up buyers clearly is the biggest numeric number, right? If you look at 6.6 million over here, again, that's the beauty of doing this, right? Buyers and sellers, you have to have both. If we're going to have 25% less sellers of move up buyers, you're going to have less buyers, right? Yes. That's what transactions are. Um, Downsize. I mean, when you look at this, we know what builders are. Builders are about 600,000 last year. So this is going to go up to 800,000. So, okay, mm-hmm. cool. But again, so it's again, yeah, Let's I say the average out at least a 20% decrease in mm-hmm. sellers Yeah, for traditional homes. Yeah. So if we said, so again, 6 million homes of existing, if we, and that's the biggest one, that's a good question. So of the move up sellers, so we're going over here, move up sellers, what percentage of 6 million existing home sales do you think they are? You think they're half? I think in the last two years when rates were extremely low um, and they could get top dollar for their house, I don't think probably quite half, but I think you know the middle class is what, 25%, 30% of um, you know, average price homes. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you've got at least at least a third, if not more, 
um, yeah, so let's just that are move up buyers. Yeah, so let's just do a third because this is what I was trying to get to, right? So again, this is the math for people watching. We have a total pool of existing homes of 6 million. We're saying a third or 2 million are what traditionally would be move up buyers. So now we're saying of the 2 million, we're going to see 25% drop, which would be half a million. That's kind of how the math works out. Right. Okay. So that immediately takes 6 million down to five, five. Okay. Yeah. So I got to work all of this. I out. think so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Again, I think, I think what we have is um, I think the federal reserve inadvertently, kind of, you always have these things that happen, but inadvertently created an asset that we have never had in our adult life. Right. Just think about the average Joe who doesn't know anything about real estate or investing or finances. They do know I have a mortgage payment that's 1250 bucks a month. If I was going to live anywhere else, it's going to be 2000 bucks. I'm not moving. Right. That's a very, right. that is a simple equation that everyone could do. And they're going to say, oh my God, I have an extra $750 I could do something else with. Eventually, yeah. that becomes a car payment. And they get the down payment from the Congress who gave us a lot of pandemic money. So we had kind of this double whammy between Congress giving us money and then keeping rates low together. It's like this, you know, exorbitant demand in housing over the last year and a half. And again, the homeowner is going to be able to benefit from inflation, right? I have a shirt that says, I use inflation to get rich. Ask me how. If you're Love a homeowner it. today with a 3% mortgage, congratulations, you're getting rich, right? Yes. You actually have negative rates. Inflation's at eight, you have negative three. You're winning. Yes. And it's fixed for 30 years. How amazing is that? You're paying- Why off. would you move? Exactly. People and aren't going to move. No, they're going to say, guess what? I can get a little equity out of this house. Let me do something to it to make it the house that I want to stay in. Keep the first in place and add a little temporary payment for a while. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So again, this is what I think's happened. I think the Fed did this. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be, I mean, transactions are going to fall. 25% to layup across the board, which takes us from six to four or no, yeah. six to four and a half. But and the question is who's hit harder, the buyer or the seller in terms of, you know, whether it's a buyer or seller's market, right? Because mm -hmm. if you have prices going up, because I'm sorry, if you have interest rates going up, so your mortgage payment comes up, yeah, investors yeah. basically don't want to have to move. Buyers don't want to have to move unless they can get a great deal on the property because it's going to cost them more to get it, right? But if the sellers aren't selling, they've also got the upper hand because there's a limited supply. So I think the limited supply could keep house, housing prizes still rising, not to the extent that they were over the next year. Yeah. And then eventually it starts to equalize and you shift and it becomes a buyer's market. Yeah. Well, we saw this in the eighties, folks. We have an era of the rising rates. Transactions fell 50%, almost on the nose. It's scary. And prices went up every year. We have history of this. It's there. Right. I have the 50 year spreadsheet, which I give away for free now because it's so valuable. So it did happen before, uh, folks. Anna, thank you very much for doing this with me. I think this is exactly how I'll do it with all my experts. How can people find you? Great. You can find me here every week, and you can find me on social media, Anna Kelly, REI Mom, and my website's REIMom.com. Thank you.